Welcome to Strung Out, the podcast that looks at life through the lens of an artist. Your host is the artist, writer, and musician, Martin Lawrence McCormack. Now here's Marty. Welcome to Strung Out. I have with me my friend, the Reverend Drew Jake of St. David's Presbyterian Church in Campbellville, Ontario. He has a lot of great, wonderful ideas about the changing nature of faith, our discovery of our oneness and spirit. If you listen to the last podcast, he has written a treatise called Peace, Please, which is really a a wonderful roadmap for any of us that want to take the bull by the horns and practice peace on a daily basis to the people that we come across. And Drew, let's do a quick encapsulation of what it is, the piece, please. And then let's pick up where we left off. Sure. And you can, I'll leave it to you to remember where the hell we left off. First of all, for the listener that's not going to listen to the previous podcast, can you explain a little bit about what we're doing here? Sure. It, it, it comes where we started this conversation. It, it's been apparent to most of us for a long time that peace on earth is not going to come from the top down. And we're all having the bejeebers scared out of us by this lunatic in the Ukraine. I mentioned this in the last podcast, who is worth about $10 billion and has all his money stashed in Switzerland, along with his second wife and his four kids. I don't know that too many Russian people know that. If you look at this guy, I'm coming out of 20 years mental health, and I look at this guy, he's not a well individual uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So anyway... He's not alone. He's not the only guy at the top that is not promoting peace. All the 1% at the top are promoting the 1%. And we have to rethink how we live on this planet and share with each other. Because it's finite. And it's grinding to a halt. And the only way peace is going to grow is from the ground up. What this is about is it's just a template of encouragement. And it's a template of and how do you approach growing peace on earth? We're all pleading for peace. We're all, I'm not hurting as bad as some other people, but I've been blessed with a brain. I always like that line in The Wizard of Oz where the little girl says, what would you do if you had a brain? On our last podcast, I was trying to put it into something pithy, but probably missed the mark. I described what you have as the four food groups of spirit, which is peace, hope, joy, and love. And you say, if these are important to you, we can be one in spirit. And I'd like to have us dive in right there, if you can, Drew. Okay. The start point is, are you a person of faith? And I'm not asking you to tell me what religion, what brand, what flavor. I don't care. Are you a person of faith? Do you believe you're a spirit having a human experience rather than a human having a spirit experience? You need to ponder that, get it through your head. But we're all here on visitor's passes. And we're all here to experience, but we're also here to let the spirit flow through us in our day-to-day life. 
And if you have things like hatred, anger, prejudice in your heart, the spirit ain't going to flow. But if you're willing to talk with me about peace and hope and joy and love, if you're willing to help me establish peace, hope, and joy and love in people's lives, then we can walk together and we can be one in the spirit and we can move forward. If we can't, we're done. This whole thing came basically out of the eulogy for my, my mother-in-law. And it was, instead of writing, she did this, she did that, I just knit together the really important elements of her thoughts that she shared over the 17 years I visited her every you know other weekend or whatever it was. And in the and a friend of mine, Larry, did a video for it. That's really good, and you can watch the video. And these words that we're sharing now are the video. That's the easy way. You can also print this off. The challenge is to try and have people think about it, and then hopefully act on it. In the video, there's a one picture, and it's of Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. They're both dressed in red. The Dalai Lama's patting Desmond on his hand, and they're both killing themselves. These are two big spirits, and they're coming out of really different traditions. The Archbishop of South Africa and the Dalai Lama. Two different institutional views, but at the heart of it, that picture... It's funny, we're talking about pictures again, Marty. That picture, if you look at it, you can see the brightness of their spirits. You can see their joy. You can see that they love each other unconditionally, respectfully of the different tradition, and they're walking and they're talking together. And in that laughter, you joy. That picture, you and I can experience. And for your listeners out there, if you're feeling alone or stressed or whatever, get out and find somebody and start a conversation. And if they say, oh, I'm not into that stuff, say, Okay, and walk away and keep trying until you have a really good heart-to-heart. That's one thing that's missing, heart-to-heart conversations. Everybody's tapping their cell phones and twinking everybody or whatever the hell it is. (laughs) Right? Sitting and having a chat is still important. Making eyeball-to-eyeball contact is still important. Laughing and crying together is still important because it's those emotions. And what the Western capitalist notion is, we got to sublimate emotion. Emotion's bad. Men don't cry. No, you were given emotions. If we can get to the point where we're comfortable in our own skin, knowing that we are spiritual beings and that the power can flow through us, not in a Shazam lightning kind of way, just... A joyful, joyous being. Life is too short to be miserable. And if this is ringing home, people go, yeah, take a look. So the next one is know this. Know this. What I'm doing is I'm reaching out for you. I'm going to take responsibility to reach out to you. And communicate. And say, I'm a person of faith. Are you a person of faith? Do you want to talk about peace and hope and joy and love? And you can just talk about hope or joy. It doesn't have to be all of them at the same time. And it can be an ongoing conversation. Things don't have to be wrapped up neat and tidy in 28 minutes, so there's two minutes of advertising. And the other thing everybody needs to realize, as much as we're talking about people on the other side of the earth, building peace on earth begins where you're at. 
And if you want peace on earth, then you have to work at it in your life where you are at. And if everybody makes the effort, over time, the naysayers will be in a minority. And, that, and just to backtrack, I'm not going to try to convert you. If you want to come to St. David's on Sunday, great. You want to join us by Zoom, great. But I'm not going to demand it. I'm not going to insist on it. We're just going to talk and, and walk. The point being, very near to where you are right now is a heart that is looking for peace. Very near to where you are right now, wherever you are, there is a heart looking for love. Right near where you are, there's a heart looking for hope. There's a heart looking for joy. And it's the absence of those things that prevent peace on earth. So you mentioned the next step about, I vow I'll never be judgmental. And in the Western world, capitalism seems to run on judgment. So can you expound a little bit on that? Yeah, it's a it's an advertising ploy to push the monkey brain that you better get next year's model or upgrade your iPhone. That's not sustainable. We go back to our parents who lived through the depression. They didn't have a lot of stuff. And and again, what is important in your life? Need versus want. Okay, what do you need? You need air, fresh air. You need clean water. You need some sort of shelter, you need clothing, you need food, you need friendship, you need peace, hope, joy, and love. Everything else falls into the category of want. I want a little bit bigger apartment. Do I need it? No. If it's meant to be, it'll come to pass. And that's an important attitude that needs to be developed. Instead of give me, I want it now, I got to buy. Put it on credit, you can have it now. We're recording this in Lent. And in all of our Christian traditions, Lent is presented as a time where you give something up. Now, in the Muslim tradition, they're pretty serious about the 40 days and what you give and don't do. And And in Western Christianity, do you know what the number one thing to give up is? I would love to know chocolate so pretend i'm jesus for a moment hey marty i'm back were you expecting me (laughs) i understand in your tradition you mark my 40 days in the desert battling the devil with a tradition of giving something up what do you give up chocolate it's so far off the rails The things you're supposed to give up are not the material things that go into your body. What you have to work on are things like anxiety. Can you give up anxiety? I don't know. Maybe you can work on it. Fear? Are you afraid of something? Because it's those things inside that block your heart that keep the flow from going. Great point about Lent. The idea of giving up and what I like about this peace, please, and how it can fit into the Christian practice of Lent is the idea of you're not saying give up. You keep talking about planting seeds. I like that proactive stance. 
that you are offering people. Because mm -hmm. right now, people do not have a roadmap that they can trust. It has been kept from them. And you know, this conversation we're having today started at our last conversation when we were talking about Black History Month and the music picture that I found. I'm glad, and I'm glad that you had some positive feedback. That's wonderful. And you said to me, I want you to put something together about a survival plan. What's a plan to survive in these days? And I thought about it and I got back to it. I said, the survival plan's already been written, right? And everybody's got to figure out how to survive in their circumstances. Some of them may be, do you remember Tremors? The movie? Describe it for the listeners. It's a, a schlocky science fiction horror movie. And I'm, I'm struggling to remember the actors. Michael Gross, who was a dad on one of those TV sitcoms back in the 70s, and Reba McIntyre are a survivalist couple. And they have this bunker out in the desert with just loaded with artillery like you wouldn't believe. Tremors is about these giant earthworms that come up out of the ground and start chomping on people. So there's that survivalist. How do you figure out how to survive? And there's been a trend. There was also a movie with Robin Williams and Walter Matthau. I think it was called The Survivalist. And they premised that, okay, society's crap. We're going to go out back in Montana and we're going to hunker down. The problem with that is if it really does go for a shit, the most vulnerable are those people out in the woods on their own, right? The only way forward is in community and, and working together. It's the survival plan. That's the, the teachings of the founder about peace and hope and joy and love. We don't need a survival plan. We need an implementation plan and we need a way to talk about this and empower people because in the church, as a minister, the church is ultimately a really big bird cage. And I'm the most feathered bird in the cage. And I'm the one who gets to talk. And there's a fear of public speaking. I guarantee you that's from 1,700 years of preachers. <laughs> what I want is everybody to find their voice. And to be able to talk about peace in the absence of peace. To talk about joy in the absence of joy. You, you don't have to get up on a soapbox. You just got to find somebody you can talk to. I'll never be judgmental. I shouldn't say never. If you're a, a child abuser or a spouse abuser, I got some lines that you just are not going to cross. And I'm not being judgmental. I'm just being uh, protective. And doing what I got to do with it. And I should preface this. I did 20 years in children's aid and adult mental health. There are not good people out there. And I can say they're not good. I'm not judging them. Do you think those kind of people, they can be reached? Over time. But it takes skill. And it takes knowing when it's a time to talk and when it's a time to walk. Generally, I would like us all to be peaceful, joyful, loving, but there are others whose psychological, psychiatric profile goes in the other direction. And we don't do a very good job of identifying them. And the, the ch institutional church has attracted those mindsets 
for generations. If you put up a belfry, you're going to have bats. <laughs> We're coming up on a break here. And let me extrapolate on that real quickly. While we're recording this, we're witnessing invasion of Ukraine. And Vladimir Putin, he's a person that seems very set in his ways. Can a person like him be reached? I'm not a a shrink, but I, I spent a lot of time working with him and helping arrive at diagnosis for people. And he's somewhere in the dark triangle which is Machiavellianism, Narcissism, and Sociopathy. And there's a book called Snakes and Suits, how it's the sociopaths who manage to climb to the top of the corporate ladders. And we don't do a very good job at identifying them. We just want to all get along and be nice. There are people whose mindset is not about being nice and sharing. It's about taking advantage and one-upping. So... Can you repeat that last line? I'm sorry. You're listening to my friend, Reverend Drew Jakes, uh, talking about his peace, please. The fascinating concept of being proactive in a rational way of creating peace, planting the seed. And we are on Strung Out. This podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the gifts of support we receive from listeners like you. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not send in your gift of love? Go to martinmccormack.com and click on the donate button. I know our love is changing Our needs are not the same Yet I would never break away My love is here to stay Still I wonder as I get older Is your love for me still true? Same young lovers 
about Vladimir Putin. And I think it was important what you were saying, because it makes me think of that quip from George W. Bush, who said that he looked into Putin's eyes and he could see his soul. But there are certain people that can't be reached. And I don't want to I don't want to focus on that too much because there are so many people that can be reached. And that's what we're really trying to focus on today. It could be a whole other podcast. Uh, in fact, I think we have talked in the past about evil. People can look at our podcast on evil, Drew, and they can get a good idea about the narcissistic human being. I'm going to ask you to jump in here where you, you go on to say it doesn't matter who you are or where you are from. And we've talked about that. I just want us to share and learn. Take us from there. Again, it's about peace, please, is a blueprint for proactive forward motion in bringing about peace on earth. It will only work with all of us working at it. And for too long, it's just, wow, it's it's upstairs that they're going to take care of it or Jesus is going to come back and flatten everything. No, let's just try to be spirits and acknowledging that everybody has a soul. Everybody has a spirit. Some are damaged, some more so than others. There are hard ones to love. I have challenges with certain people and at the same, and I see a lot of it's driven by their pain and the pain they suffered as a child, but I can't change anybody. You don't change anybody and change only comes about non-voluntarily. Right. When you have to change, when you're forced to change, you will change. But in the meantime, it's really easy to just let things slide. An important thing to realize, and this is going to be challenging, is to recognize that we're all spirits and it doesn't matter where you come. You just have a different human experience. You're in a different shell. 
than I am. If you're from Ethiopia, that's fine. Tell me your stories. We can still make eye contact. We can still talk. We can still treat each other with respect, right? There are those who would like to go back to the era of slavery and ownership of people. The way forward is not, that's going backwards. And that's not the way forward. So what this is ultimately about is I'm saying every one of your listeners has the ability to be a peacemaker, beginning with yourself. So get peace, hope, joy, and love into your own heart first. And then go out into the world and open your eyes and your ears, and you will see a place where you can plant that seed. Guaranteed. And that's where the line, I'm reaching out for you. I have to take, everybody has to take the responsibility to reach out. Don't wait for peace and hope and joy and love to come to you. Figure out where it is in you and go out and share. And you're not going to have to go very far. And it doesn't have to be complicated. One of my great joys (laughs) or idiosyncrasies is whenever I'm at a cash register, it is an intentional motivation on my part to make them laugh or smile. Because being a cashier is a really shitty job. I've, over this last two years, I've more than once run into a cashier in tears because the last person didn't get what they wanted. Whenever I put in the debit card and you punch in and you pay, and then it comes up on the screen, it says approved. My standard line is, oh, it's good to be approved. And there's a double entendre there, but it's, I'm approved. My credit cards, but I'm also approved from upstairs to be doing what I'm doing. My question with that, Drew, is does it have to be active? I think of something my brother does, and whenever he sees a plane flying overhead, he says a prayer for the person that's sitting in row F, seat three. It's a neat little practice. I've stolen it where every day taking my daughter to school, I see a a woman I call the sunflower seed lady. She is chewing sunflower seeds and smoking a cigarette. And so I say to Anya, there she is. Let's say a prayer for her. Does it have to be engaging where you go to the person, the checkout lady, checkout guy and say, Hey, how are you doing? Or can it be passive? It has, the form that it takes is up to you and your comfort zone. I wouldn't walk up to somebody who's having a bad day and say, take my hand, let's get down on our knees and let's pray together. No, I'm not going to do that. But I can say, tough day? And let them talk if they want. And you got to be careful. The thing is, somebody says, how you doing? The appropriate response is fine. Because nobody really wants to hear more than fine. If you start going into the details, the other person's going to shut down and shut you and not list you. But the active thing, it can be sneaky. I'm approved. Or before COVID, I talked about the ministry of holding doors open. Make a point of holding the door open for somebody who's behind you, holding those after you. There's there That's a ministry. That's active. It's doing something nice. It's the little niceties that are important. Just on the airplane thing, living in Northern Ontario, all of Ontario, there's a thing called orange, which are these uh, 
bright orange helicopters that are air ambulance. And I don't know where they made them. I think it was Sweden. But these helicopters got horsepower like you wouldn't believe. And you hear them about five minutes before they get over you. And whenever you see an orange, we do this. Whenever we see an orange air ambulance go over. And last night it went by five times through the night. We say a prayer. What's the prayer? And it's just be with them. It's just shooting a little bit of love. Even if you can't get the words into your mouth, you don't have to be verbal. You can just think, take the love of my heart. I'm just going to send it that way for protection, for support, for whatever is needed. Before we take a break, I want to remind you of how we started our first podcast together when actually it wasn't even the podcast. It was for the Mr. Marty show where you brought up the painting the rocks, leaving the rocks around the neighborhood with one word on them. I still think that's just an amazing ministry, the idea of joy or peace. This is a gentleman, folks, that has a lot of great ideas for waging peace. You are listening to Strung Out. Every Day, Every Day is a celebration about us, an album that looks at our lives with optimism, joy, and hope, songs that make you want to dance. Download your copy of Every Day, Every Day by going to martinmccormack.com and click on the music page. When I was a kid, it lived under my bed When I was older, it lived in my closet Nowadays it likes to live in my head There's just no way I can dodge it Fear is a friend and a foe Fear with me wherever I go, we know fear a fall but a friend, and it's gonna be with me to the end. I fear whenever there's something new, it holds me back. If there's a change, it gets real mad. When I wanna leap it attack. How can something so good be so bad? Fear is a friend and a foe. Fear is with me wherever I go. We know fear, a foe but a friend, and it's gonna be with me. Lies. 
Chase here from Marty Fine Art. Have you visited Marty's website lately? I encourage you to check it out. We've added a new section for greeting cards featuring eight of Marty's original artworks, including his latest painting, One-Eyed Wolf. And did you know you receive a 20% off discount when you join the email list? Sign up today at martinmccormick.com and you'll receive a code for 20% off your first order. Shop for fine art prints, t-shirts, tote bags, coffee mugs, greeting cards, and so much more. Apply your code in the shopping cart and enjoy your 20% off discount courtesy of martinmccormick.com. Thanks for listening and happy shopping! We're back. You talked about, know this, I'm reaching out for you. And I'm not far away. Okay. It's, if you want peace on earth, if I want peace on earth, we're going to have to put our money in our mouth and we're going to have to step up and step out. Okay. Not being in anybody's face, just be aware of your surroundings. Always. You have to listen to your heart but you also have to listen to the world around you. And if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, you don't have to look very far to find an absence of peace, joy, hope, and love. And into those voids, you can somehow step. And you don't have to have all the answers. That's one of the myths. you got to have all the answers. No, you don't. You just have to have willingness to try. And it's okay to fail. And it's little things. My mission on Tuesdays and or Wednesdays and Thursdays is to get down to Shoppers Drug Mart and get Lisa a New York Times so she can do the crossword puzzle. And they only get one in. And and it's also some Shoppers Drug Marts charge five and a half bucks for a New York Times. Some charge two eighty nine. I found one that charges two eighty nine because they haven't put it into the computer properly. And but this only gets one. And there's a running battle between me and another fellow who gets there first. I, I go out of here and I make sure I'm at the store 10 minutes before it opens. <laughs> and if I see him pulling into the car parking lot, I get out and I go to the door and I wait. So I'm the first one in to get the paper. Sometimes he's the first one. That's just the competition. I wish it was otherwise. Why do I hear the, the theme from the good, the bad, and the ugly when you <laughs> both get out of your cars? Yeah, it's close. But anyway, I went in. 
And he wasn't around today, but I went in and there was a gal in front of him. She got in the door first and she had four boxes of hair coloring. And she wanted to return them. First thing in the morning, she and she drained the cashier of all her cash, getting the cash back. The cashier was like, I can't open my till for a long time now until I get all that cash returned. And just why does somebody bring this back first thing in the morning? I said, everybody you meet, everybody you come across is struggling with something. And that's the basic premise of this is it's it's not a perfect world. We're all imperfect and we all have struggles. Some we will share, some we will never share. But it's the little things, the reaching out with the peace, the hope and the joy and the forms it can take. You were mentioning the rocks at the top of the pandemic. There was this thing in Southern Ontario where everybody was painting rocks and putting messages of peace and hope and joy and love and leaving them along paths and trails. It was really something. But I also know somebody who had a, a, a thing with sticky notes where they would write a little positive something on a sticky note and leave it in random places, never knowing who would go by and who would see it or knowing if it would have an impact. There's miracles in the world and we're not called to be big shots. We're just called to be. So that's where the saying, I'm not far away. The need for peace is very close near and dear to all of us in the little communities around us, in the larger communities around that. And if we can all start at square one or ground zero, which is where I'm standing, which is where you're standing, it'll get somewhere. And, and the other piece is I'll wait for you. Right? I'm, I'll wait for you. Now, there's probably a few songs about that somewhere. If I'm going to do this, it's not about going out and grabbing people with the cane and dragging them off the stage. It's being patient and waiting for the opportunity to come to me and to be aware that here's the opportunity in this moment. So it's not like I'm sitting at the side of the road waiting for you to get your sorry butt across the border. It's as I walk through day-to-day -day life, I'm going to wait for the opportunity. I don't have to make stuff up. It's... A daily exercise, then. When I'm out in the world, I'm passing other people. And sometimes we interact. Sometimes, my favorite thing are what I call snippets. When you're walking around, you get snippets of, of and I've been sending you some. And there was one snippet, I remember, it, I think we were on the beach in Fort Myers, Florida. I like Fort Myers because it's not a wall of condos along the beach there. They've managed to maintain some sort of semblance of a small town. And there was this couple walking down the beach and just sort of, you know how you walk just in the water on the edge of the beach so you're in the water and the little waves were coming in. They were walking. I just go by them. And the guy stopped and turned and looked at her and they're holding hands. And he says, I love you. And she says, no, you don't. <laughs> And I kept walking and I kept walking. I didn't interfere with that, but I got a little something funny out of it. So that's a gift, right? When you hold the, the door open for somebody, how are you? Good. Elevators are great, even with masks, because you got like a minute or two to have a quick conversation and say something poignant or funny or joyful. I live in a building with a lot of older people, and they can hey, come on this elevator. Sure, come on. <laughs> I get off on the second floor. They're going up to the eighth, and as I get off, I say, "Now enjoy the ride. It's short." 
It reminds me of the story of Christ at the well with the woman. That kind of simple interaction. Yeah, he was waiting. She showed up. And we're all called to wait for the need to come to us. And again, it goes back to what we're talking about Lent and needs and wants. And we live in a culture where everybody's looking for their needs. I need this. I need that. No, you want that. It's not something you need. And as we journey, we just need to look out for others and figure out what it is they need in that moment. I want to wrap up this podcast with the last line that you have. Until there is peace and hope and joy and love on earth. Oh, wait. It's great. Until there's peace and hope, joy and love on earth is almost something people could say to themselves to spur them on to action. That they have to keep practicing. Mm -hmm. Peace. They have to keep waging peace. And it's something that has to be proactive. And the Western mind, I think we think of peace as something that comes to us instead of something that we really have to actively practice. Allow to flow through us. And it, it, it takes work. It takes practice. It's like at that myth of 10,000 hours, the, the notion being that when the Beatles hit Ed Sullivan in 64, they probably already had about 10,000 hours under their belt. They're a miracle. Had the over, overnight success. No, they spent a lot of time living in a toilet in Hamburg, <laughs> perfecting their craft. You don't need 10,000 hours to be peaceful, joyful, hopeful, or loving. And it doesn't have to necessarily be all day. And you know what? Again, back, if you're going to let your light shine, you better get ready for vampires to try and blow it out. We're just called to try our best. It's tr Yoda said that. Try or don't try. <laughs> wow. Let's leave it at Yoda. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Reverend Drew. A lot of insight, a lot of fiber for people to spiritually digest with your peace, please. When we come back again with Reverend Drew, we're going to start walking into his snippets, which we'll save for another podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. In the meantime, if people could take a look at the video, and if you can print off, peace, please, typos and all, just consider it. That's all. Perfect. Thank you so much, Drew. And folks, thank you for listening. Once again, you've been on Strong out. Thank you for listening. For more information about this show or a transcript, visit martinmccormack.com. While there, sign up for our newsletter. See you next time on Strung Out. It's all so wrong, it's pain we feel, makes no sense at all. A swan song was a part of the deal, was no good. Giving out joys, giving out